Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. This is the second part of last episode. We're going to finish up our list of the top OG Jordans never worn on court by Michael Jordan. Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. Jordan 7, this is a shoe that Michael obviously loved. He literally did it all in the Air Jordan 7. He defended a ring, winning his second championship against the, uh, I believe it was against the Portland Trailblazers this time. He also won an Olympic gold medal in the 7s, and he also wore all of the 7s at some point during that season. He debuted the Air Jordan 7 in the 1992 All-Star Game. And in this game, he wore the non-Bulls colorway of the Bordeaux, which I think are, in my opinion, are my favorite 7s. I think the Bordeaux are are amazing. And uh, no, obviously they didn't match even the All-Star jerseys that they were wearing in Orlando that year, but it didn't matter. At this point, Michael was doing whatever he wanted to do. And he would also go on to win that second championship against Portland in the what's now called the Raptor rendition, just because at the time they weren't called the Raptors, but now because of the black colorway with some of the hits of purple and red, Obviously, they, they match really well with the current Toronto Raptors uniform. So that's what they're known as now. And he would also rotate the hair and cardinal seven colorways on his way to winning championship number three and a gold medal in Barcelona, which that gold medal was won as he was wearing the aptly titled Olympic colorway of the seven. So whether it was in the Olympics, in the All-Star game, in regular season games, playoffs, finals, whatever, Michael wore all of the original colorways of the Sevens at some point. That is super interesting about the Bordeaux Sevens. I did not realize he wore those in a game. Uh, My only familiarity with them is the commercial with him and Michael Jackson where he's wearing them, but I didn't know he wore those in a game. Yeah, and he's also wearing them. Might have been a maybe it was the same like photo shoot or whatever. But there's also that iconic picture of him with Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin. It's like the ultimate '90s picture we'll ever <laughs> see. And in that one, he's also wearing the Bordeaux, the Bordeaux Sevens. I get the sense that they were one of his favorite colorways of the Sevens. Yeah, and over time, there's a lot of other colorways that have released. For example, I own a pair of what's called the Citrus Sevens which is mainly a black shoe with hints of bright yellow and bright red. But those aren't considered an OG colorway because they first debuted in 2006 
which was obviously well after the original release of the sevens. But again, I just uh, have to come back to the Bordeaux. That's just super interesting about uh, those and that he wore those. For those that aren't familiar with the Bordeaux sevens, it's really a pretty, it's kind of like the grape fives. It's as far as color blocking goes, it's an interesting colorway. It has hits of gray. It has black. It has purple. I believe there's even little hints of green here and there on it. Yeah. But it, well, it, it's, tongue, it's all of these. Yeah. The tongue is like that multicolored, like yellow, green and red, like really bright against the really subtle gray and sort of maroon. It's of all the of these of seemingly kind of incongruous colors, but somehow it works. Like you see the, the the product as a whole, you see the shoe in its entirety, and it just works, and it looks awesome. That's but yeah, match. that'd be funny to see him wearing those because they obviously they wouldn't match his uniform at all. At all. But obviously but, he he made them work. But yeah, that's yeah. the magic of Tinker Hatfield, right there, I guess. Right. But, uh, yeah. So moving on to the Jordan Eights. As far as we know, there were not any OG colorways that he did not wear in a game. So as far as the Jordan 8 goes, for those of you that are familiar, we'll eventually do we'll eventually have an episode that we do devoted just to the 8s. But in short, the Air Jordan 8 was the first shoe that was debuted in the Jordan line that has those straps that that cross in the front, you know, kind of the cross straps in the front of the shoe to secure it to the foot on top of the laces. So when the eight came out originally, he had the bulls approved colorways. So, you know, the black with the red and all that. And then he actually had another colorway called the aqua eights. And again, here's another OG colorway with hints of blue in it. Very interesting to me how prevalent blue is throughout the Jordan line. But uh, it also has purple in it as well. And he actually wore those not for a regular season game, but he did wear those in the 1993 All-Star game. Yeah, so that left, yeah, none, all original colors worn for the eights. Yeah. Uh, which is the exact opposite of the next ones, which are the Jordan 9s. These ones are a little bit different because these came out in the midst of his first retirement from basketball. So... Michael would actually never play a game as a bowl, as a Chicago bowl in the Air Jordan 9, uh, which is why these are a little bit different. However, he did wear that original, that white and black colorway of the nine when he was on the Birmingham Barons minor league, the baseball team, the affiliate of the Chicago White Sox that he played for. And he also wore um, some nines, some of the original nines as a Washington wizard. And he also technically he wore that same that original black and white colorway in Space Jam as well. If you'll remember before the final game, um, he wore those a bit throughout the movie. So and the nines are also actually the shoes that he's wearing in his statue in front of the United Center, which is really interesting, considering he actually never wore those shoes as a Chicago Bull. Yeah, but those are the ones that he has immortalized forever in metal. It is but, interesting that they would go with the nines for his statue. Like, why, why not even just go with the ones, you know, like where it all began? I know, right? Who knows? The ones <laughs> or maybe the sixes, the ones that he wore his first, won his first championship in. Right. Or, so definitely an interesting um, choice as far as that goes. Very interesting choice, yes. <laughs> but uh, there were a, f- a bunch of colorways, uh, OG colorways that, you know, there weren't just the white and black. There were some, 
some charcoal ones, and there were also some powder blue and white nines, and then also what are called the olive nines, which are kind of an army green with black and tiny hits of red. Uh, these were all original colorways of the Jordan nines, and I know you have some experience with the nines there. For me, it's probably not the popular pick. I, for whatever reason, the olive nines, I just, I I really like them. I don't know why. I know they're not the coolest looking shoe to most people. They're almost like a, in the same category as like a Jordan 2. But to me, though, there's something about the nines that I really like. But what do, what do you think about the nines? What would you, what would you pick or what are your, what are your experiences? <laughs> well, quick story about the nines. So I actually don't have a pair of nines in my collection, but they still do hold a special place in my heart as the nines were almost the first pair of Jordans that I ever owned. So way back in around 1994, 1995, I remember going shoe shopping with our mom at a discount shoe store. And I'm guessing it must have been back to school shopping or something like that. Anyways, this store had a big table outside in front of the store, and there were just piles of shoeboxes on this table that were on clearance. So to make a long story short, I come across... By that time, I I was very well-versed with Air Jordan shoes, and I knew what Air Jordan boxes looked like that the shoes came in. I spot the iconic black Air Jordan box in the sea of you know, orange boxes and brown boxes and all the other different colors of shoes. And so my heart started racing because I'm like, oh my goodness, did I really find a pair of Air Jordans on the clearance table? And so I open up the box and there's one shoe in there and it happened to be the charcoal black Jordan 9. And it was on sale for like even for that time, you know, prices, generally speaking, were cheaper back then. But even for that time, it was still ridiculously cheap. It was like, I think, $40 is what the sticker on the outside of the box said. So $40 for a pair of charcoal black nines. And oh, I got so excited because I'm like, oh, this is going to be the first time that I'm going to get a pair of Air Jordans. I'd liked them. I kind of coveted them. I really wanted a pair, but I was only like nine or 10 at the time. So I didn't have any money to buy my own pair. And and our parents certainly were going to fork out the ridiculous amounts of money to get a pair. So I thought, well, hey, this is my ticket. But the problem was there's only one shoe in the box. So I searched all over. I remember just opening up just dozens of boxes on that table. I think I even went up to the store clerk and asked if they had any idea where the missing shoe might have been, and they didn't know. So anyways, I never found the other shoe, and I just remember walking away totally crestfallen of of what might have been. (laughs) And it's funny how that experience, it still sticks with me today. And I'm still kind of bugged about it, even if I think about it too much that I wasn't able to find that other shoe to the, you know, to the one that was missing. So anyways, when it comes to the nines, my favorite OG colorway would have to be the charcoal black. And it's probably directly because of this experience that I had, you know, it's like where I was so close yet so far away as far as uh, purchasing that pair. And I'm guessing if Michael were in the league, if he were playing in the NBA at that time, I'm guessing the charcoal blacks would probably be the main colorway that he would have worn in game. 
as compared to the other colorways that was kind of the more Chicago Bulls fashioned colors you know it was mainly black and it had hits of red on it absolutely so to whoever that one-legged bandit was out there <laughs> darn you you know way to way to crush the hopes and dreams of a 12 year old kid <laughs> I, I hope it was worth it i'll say with small <laughs> with small feet too <laughs> so um well yeah so that's the nines um so you like the the olive nines? Yeah, I those like are the olive nines. Yeah, definitely different. You know, they it, are it, definitely it, different. But the more <laughs> I don't know over the years, I don't know if I uh, the nines in themselves are an interesting silhouette to me. They're not my favorite silhouette anyway, and so to me, they they always kind of looked like a almost like a hiking boot, and so I feel like with the olives, it kind of just capitalizes on that whole boot feel. And yeah. it's almost something that would look like a almost like a high fashion hiking boot. Uh, right, it's something that I would wear uh, not not to hike in certainly, but or something or, that would or maybe maybe to hike in, <laughs> maybe to hike in. Yeah, you know who knows? Crazier things have happened. But yeah, that's sort of my dark horse pick, I guess. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. So the nines are unique though, just because. You know, by the time Jordan came back into the league, he featured, he wore, he, he jumped straight into wearing the Jordan 10s, actually. Also and known as the Bragg Jordans. The Bragg Jordans, yes. Because on the sole of the bottom of the shoe, they have a whole list of accomplishments that he had done in his career up to that point. Basically the first 10 years or so of his career, which you know, were a lot. But when Michael came back wearing number 45, he was wearing the primarily the Chicago colorway of the 10s, which were what well, was primarily white with like a black undersole, black um, black accents with red accents on the sole as well, I believe. And uh, he was also wearing the shadow 10s, which that's a that's a colorway that I have. I that's probably my favorite color of the 10s, just because they're so. I guess I like understated shoes. They're, Me they're too. really understated, but they're really, I love wearing them and the, they're great winter shoes. <laughs> you know, they have Oh, for sure. Look. Yeah. The, the shadows. And the I guess you could say tent. kind of, kind of the white counterpart to those would be the, what's known as the steel tens. Yes. And that's instead of mainly being mainly black, they're mainly white with hints of uh, gray and black throughout. Absolutely. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, the, the nines we see, Jordan, you know, the Jordan brand ventured a little bit into creating PEs for certain players around the league, but they really upped their game when it came to this with the 10s. You have the City Series, which came out the same time as the shoe was released for a number of players around the league. And these honestly are the bulk of yeah, I don't know how I feel about a lot of these. They're called the City Series, and they were for players like, you know, Nick Anderson, Kendall Gill, Mitch Richmond, Hubert Davis. They were players that were on the Kings, the, the Sacramento Kings, New York Knicks, uh, Orlando Magic, uh, the Seattle Supersonics. So most of them, the shoes, they almost look like the Chicago's, except almost look like the Chicago's, but in the fact that they have a lot of white around the midsole 
and some black on the bottom and on the tongue, but the colors were made to match the uniforms of these other players. And I mean, I'm not super looking at the picture of all of these tens. I don't hate those black ones that are, they're primarily black with purple. I believe those were ones for Mitch Richmond who was on the Sacramento Kings. But I mean, most of the other ones I'm not super in love with. So I don't know why I even really put them on this list. But, uh, well, maybe they're they just, just some of the more ones that people are familiar with yeah. that were original colorways that Jordan did. Definitely. He definitely did not wear these ones. Yeah. But I don't know. He honestly wore the tens for such a short time because his first year back in the league, you know, he, he came back for what the last, not even quite half of the season, maybe the last half of the season. And then once we get into the playoffs, he uh, switched over into wearing the Jordan 11s while playing the Orlando Magic. Yeah, and as far as the Air Jordan, the Jordan 11s go, many people consider these the best Air Jordans of all time. I would disagree with that. <laughs> For me, the best ones are the sixes, but a lot of people consider these the, if there were a model of Air Jordan, Many people consider this to be the iconic Air Jordan shoe. Sure. But as far as ones that he wore in game and ones that he didn't of the OG colorways, there are some OG low cut versions of the 11s that were not worn in game. But I I don't really like them. Uh, I don't know your thoughts about them, but uh, I, if I'm going to wear a pair of 11s or collect them, I definitely like the, you know, the mid or kind of the higher top versions for sure. Yeah, I know some people have really strong feelings. They they love the eleven lows, but yeah, to your point, if I if I were to ever wear elevens, I think I don't know. To me, the lows just kind of look like shoes you could you know pick up from anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. TJ, TJ Maxx or Ross or something. Right, they don't feel that special. They almost feel like they almost feel like knockoffs or just the. Uh, well, and yeah, you know why? It's it's because version. of that. It's because of that patent leather <laughs> toe yeah. cap. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what kind of. Um, I've never been a fan of patent leather, and maybe that's partly why I'm not the hugest fan of of the 11s. But uh, yeah, it it's, depends, though. Like some of the colorways, it looks really sharp. Um, absolutely. For example, you know, if we're talking the Space Jams, it, it's a black on black, so I think that shiny patent leather just blends right in with kind of the buttery black uppers and I think it actually looks it's a very striking combination it looks really good right well and I think a lot of these original like whether it's the Concords the Space Jams the Columbias are beautiful shoes the white on white or you know the the black and red the breads those are all beautiful beautiful shoes my my one thing though that's it's hard with the 11s is that I feel like a lot of Jordan models they can if if you choose to wear them as more of a beater shoe they can age really well honestly some of them look like the ones even the threes the fours i think if you're gonna wear them and use them they can look really cool when they've got some scuffs and some wear and tear the 11s though when they get scuffed or worn like i think they look terrible they just they don't age well if they get worn and, and beat around as much as some of the other models of Jordan. And so that's the other hard thing. I feel like with 11s, it's like you either have to keep them pristine and new or not wear them at all. And um, 
I don't know, to me, it's as beautiful of a shoe as it is. It kind of makes them less enjoyable unless unless you're going to have them to just collect them. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And as far as all the iconic colorways that most people know about, such as the Concords, the Space Jams, the Columbias, the Breads, the Playoffs, he wore all of those in game. Oh, so, yeah. I, he loved he loved the 11s. <laughs> yeah. He, he was not shy about those. And he also loved the the next ones on the list, which are obviously the 12s. He um, he wore almost all of the OG colorways of the 12s. We saw him, MJ wore all of the colorways that we now know as the playoffs, which um, uh, the playoffs, the flu games, which are the black and red, the taxi Jordan 12s, and also the white and red Jordan 12s. He wore all of those frequently, but there was one that's called the Obsidian's. And the obsidians are a very similar, they have a very similar color blocking to the playoff 12s and that the lower part of the shoe is white and the upper part of the shoe around the ankle and the heel is dark. But instead of black, like the playoff 12s are, the dark paneling is actually, it's a dark blue. It's an obsidian blue with hits of a really pretty lighter toned French blue that's in the branding details and the inner lining of the tongue and the shoe itself. It's a really pretty shoe that there's pictures out there of Jordan. He, he wore them a few times, you know, warming up before games, a couple of times in practice. You can find pictures of him wearing them. So he obviously liked these ones too. Here's another example of a, of a blue, <laughs> a blue Jordan uh, original colorway that he liked enough to wear, but he just never was able to wear them in game action. Yeah. Because they didn't match the Bulls uniforms. But, I mean, they're a decent-looking shoe. The 12s, you know, they're not my my favorites. But the Obsidians, they get quite a bit of love from, if you, you know, look around sneakerhead communities, they're, you know, everyone knows about them. They're loved because they're original, but they're a little bit more rare. And, um, you know, they're, they're decent. They're decent-looking shoes. I think they're pretty. I, I, love, I love the accent of the lighter French blue that contrasts against the dark almost navy blue so you know they're they're cool though yeah absolutely i agree and that brings us to the jordan 13s which will be the last on our list for this time and as far as the 13s go just a little kind of background on it uh for the second year in a row the nba elected uh, to have traditional all-star game jerseys uh, they elected for these to be shelved for regular game jerseys. And this would have been for the, I believe, 1998 All-Star Game. Correct, yeah. And so the Flint Air Jordan 13s, it, with its clean but eye-catching combo of navy and gray and white, uh, it, this was already in Mike's rotation heading into New York City for what most thought would be his last All-Star Game. But rather than go rogue and rock the Flint 13s, he previewed the playoff pair to match his Bulls uniform. So because of this, the Flint 13s became the lone Air Jordan 13 model, the mid, mid-top mid model that Mike did not wear in a game. And just kind of looking at these, uh, they really are a beautiful pair of shoes. You know, again, you kind of have a, a, a very dark, almost navy blue type color on the uppers. You also have white and gray. And then, of course, there's that green 
um, hol- you know, bubble that has kind of, I think it's like a hologram inside of it, of the uh, the jump man. What is it? Isn't it the jump man on one side and on the other side it says twenty three or something like that? I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't remember for sure. To, it's supposed to emulate like a a cat's eye and you know in the dark the way it reflects light. Yeah, um, is supposed to be the whole gig. But what would you pick between? these original flints and then they just came out with the was it this year they came out with the red flints Mm -hmm. what do you think think about the red flints they're okay but i think i would go with with the og in this case i I really think the blue and the gray and the white really works well together uh you know I'm, i'm looking at a picture right now it's just a very sharp looking shoe i agree yeah that's and um you know there were um, could talk about the Jordan 14s a little bit, but as we all know, I mean, Michael wore those, the black and red uh, Jordan 14s for a game or two. might have even just been the one game in the finals against the Utah Jazz in 98 when he hit that last shot. So they're iconic for that reason. But obviously, any other original colorways of the 14 were not worn by Michael since he retired for the second time after the 97-98 season. So that's why those aren't really on the list. But, you know, Jared, from what you've seen, from what we've talked about, are there any of these shoes or any original Jordan OG colorway not worn in game that just crack your overall top list of Jordans? Because I know you've always had a thing for you know, the black and infrared sixes, those have always been one that's at the top of your list, right. as well as the band ones. I know you've always had a, you love those. And, um, but are any of these non game worn ones, would they crack your overall list? I think, I don't know. That's a good question. I, my, my initial kind of gut response would be probably not. And again, it's not that I don't like the colors. It's just that kind of going back to what I talked about a little earlier in the episode, just the Jordans that really shaped my love of Air Jordan shoes to begin with and the ones that I grew up seeing, the ones that really got etched in my mind over the years and over the decades, they were mainly the game-worn colorways. So it's kind of a subconscious thing, you know, that nowadays when I have the means to be able to purchase a pair here or there, I find myself always going for those game-worn colorways. And it's not that I don't like the non-game-worn ones. It's just that I didn't really grow up knowing about them so much. I didn't really grow up seeing them and thinking about them. And and so because of that, I I think I just kind of find myself always gravitating, for the most part, towards the game-worn colorways. But as far as any of these shoes we talked about today, if there were any ones that would be close to the top of my list, I would probably have to go with the Maroon 6s. And that's just mainly because I love the Air Jordan 6 model in general, and I do love the Maroon 6 colorway a lot. So I would say of all the the ones we talked about, those would probably be the highest up on my list of all-time favorite Jordans that I like. Well, Um, shoot. Obviously, I'm right there with you on that. But I, I mean, if I had to pick another one, though, I would probably go with, um, you know, maybe, maybe the Grape Fives. Actually, yeah, the Grapes are yeah, awesome. No, the, grape and, Fives. 
Yep. And the the natural gray ones intrigue me quite a bit as well. They do. Yeah. They re, they remind me of uh, the Dior ones where Jordan did a, right? a they they did a collaboration with Christian Dior, the fashion brand, and those look strikingly similar to these natural gray ones. You know, they're mainly white and gray, but I think the Dior ones have like an icy blue sole, whereas these traditional ones obviously don't. Right. But but they they ten grand they, more. About ten grand more. But they do uh, remind me of, of each other. So. Me too. Yeah, I, I I think those are really pretty. But um, yeah, that really that that kind of wraps up our conversation. I think one one just sort of interesting side note was to sort of flip this conversation around for just one second. Is there were actually you know after Michael's second retirement from the Bulls, we all know he came back you know to the Wizards for two seasons. And he had, he wore a lot of his, you know, models that were coming out at the time in 01, 02, 03, um, whatever those would be, the 16s, 17s, 18s, those models. But uh, Michael made a point to wear some really clean looking colorways of some of his older model of of shoes, of Air Jordans, which um, went they, they looked fantastic with the Wizards uniforms. And some of those were, I kind of mentioned the True Blues, which that's, it was basically original, but technically not since it had the copper accents instead of red. But he also, while on the Wizards, Michael gave some great uh, court on-court rotation to the Cool Gray 11s, which I think are beautiful shoes, if, if you're talking 11s especially. The Cool Gray 9s, which is the same color blocking as the cool gray 11s, but on that nine silhouette. And then also the French blue sevens, which after checking those out a little bit more, I think after the Bordeaux, if I had to purchase a pair of sevens, those French blue sevens, they're just super clean. They're white with just some minimalist hits of that light blue. It's not quite a powder blue, but it's not a royal blue. It's a really, it's a really cool shade of blue, but he, uh, he, he broke those out as well while on the Wizards. So the fact, you know, to see him come full circle over the course of his career and over time wear some original silhouettes in non-original colorways, I think that was that's pretty cool to see. And it's just kind of interesting, uh, the, the, full, the full circle that we see in the shoes that he wore. But um, just wanted to kind of point out that interesting little bit of info there. So, Jared, do you have anything else before we wrap things up here? It's got to be the shoes. Got to be the shoes. (laughs) No, I I, I love it. Super interesting to really delve into this stuff and to kind of dive deep into the entire Air Jordan catalog. And the more we get to discussing these shoes and the various colorways, the more you realize how extensive and how large the the whole Air Jordan line is and there's many kind of hidden gems if you will you know even OG colorways that uh, just discussing them today I really had never known about them and I consider myself at least somewhat of an Air Jordan connoisseur but some of these colorways I'd never heard of and I love it I, I think uh, it's always fun to discover these new shoes and new models and just really appreciate the brand and appreciate the shoes and the models for all that they are and, and all that they mean to the shoe community and, and to basketball and 
you know, just uh, to sneakers in general. That I believe wraps it up for us for this episode. This uh, has been a super interesting one and hopefully you all enjoy it. And thank you all for listening. We are signing out of here and we will catch you next time. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.